Greetings. This is Ami, a sweet Aborigine, and I'm hosting a dialogue call tonight of um, the usual thing, my, my passion. Um, first, I'd like to say this call is brought to you by dialogue, like discussion and debate. Dialogue lets you have your own call-in show over the internet. That's really cool. So that's what we're doing here tonight. Um, my passion being music. I have encountered this this topic like it was I was joking like uh, I remember I had a caller on with me the other week and I mentioned that people tell me oh you should write a book about this thing and I didn't know if my friends was like no poking fun at me because I talk about it so much like, okay, but the thing is, it's so real, this commodity, its value is just tremendous. And so, I mean, the, the way that I discovered this book is a whole story upon itself because it didn't just fall into my lap. And this information, I was meant to see it. There's this book that I discovered, it's an ebook. Everybody needs to have it. I mean, this guy wrote the book. He wrote the book, and it's a free ebook. And um, he, I think the name of it is It's a Guide to the Independent Musician um, Being a Music Publisher in a Record Label. And that's everything I've been talking about with BD Beats Music, serving as a label, started as a production company, making my beats and then moved over into ASCAP as a publishing company. And ultimately, BD Beats Music itself is the label that owns the sound recordings. So um, I've been, and so what's interesting when someone goes into the, um, the effort to give this gift of writing the book, this guy wrote the book, his name is um, Dai. I wanna give him all the credit like I posted a link and I probably should have asked if that's okay, but it's like, there's a few different places I noticed and I, I wanna talk more about this. I don't know if I should call this person a revolutionary or a genius business man, or I mean, the one thing that's certain about this music industry is that it's changing and the content creators are increasing their stake. I mean, it's just, real. I mean, when you have artists like, um, we'll just segue like Beyonce for instance, for instance, you know, she's so rich, right? She makes a lot of money. And then you hear about the other artists who aren't so rich, but like we love their music. It's like, we bought a lot of their stuff. Why aren't they rich off of their product that we know we all love and buy and appreciate and are still listening to the same way or even more than some, you know, in different cases. And it's about ownership. That's the main thing. And it's not about being rich. I just want to say that, but it's just a, just a really broad stroke to say, well, this is an example of the commodity itself that it can generate a lot of funds. And then it's, the, um, I'm an independent, right? So everybody knows I'm rich. I got so much soul. 
I'm so rich, right? So I would like to have that be reflected in the exterior, you know, world in some ways, like this this value that's in the music, that's in this thing that I create. And I'm going to say to if anyone wants to join me, feel free. Feel free to um, come on in and that'll be fine. Um, just want to double check something. Oh no, that's fine. That's fine. So now about my wealth. The this book, I just it was. Um, I have. This is just so valuable. I come from the underground. So many of my friends have, and myself. In the 90s, hip-hop and young people, we put our music out on CD and tape and sold it. And people liked it. And we had um, great ideas about how it should be done. And we did our best at that. And so now that we're learning there are other ways to further protect and allow this music to reach, um, it's just natural to, to do that. It's kind of like this parallel. Uh, um, I'm leaning toward there being a give and take. I, there, I had a show, or I want to say a discussion. I was talking with someone like a few weeks back, and I, I misspoke, and I said there's a give and take between an artist and a musician, but I, what I had meant to say was there was a give and take between the listener and the musician, the artist, and the patron, I was um, crossing the border recently and I met a group that was like, like me traveling and they're out um, making conversation. And I thought, hey, well here, this is an example of what I do. Here's my music. And the girl goes, well, you want me to buy it? And I'm like, well, yeah. You know what I mean? We were both asking each other, like, sure, you know what I mean? But I think in that moment, it would have been a great gift, that, you know? But so she, um, I thanked her and I go, you're, um, and I wanted to share this moment with her to give her a, a, a sense of inclusion in the life of an artist. So this give and take, I told her that she's a patron of the art the patron of the arts and that's a good thing to um further that we are in cooperation with letting things be heard that are not through uh, mainstream channels if uh, we look further or sometimes right nearby there's a lot of texture and culture i think with independent music that's a part of it too that getting over the some of the things we're used to on what makes music worthy of being heard and sometimes repetition is not a good example of uh repetition is not an attribute that will deem a music of quality or of you know i mean we all know you turn on the radio and it's stuff like you wouldn't really go pick it and choose it, but it's there. So then you are familiar with it. And then before you know it, you're singing along and then it can sell a product and all those things. So the listener of music is in a new position. That's big. That's big. 
and I was um I was reading Spotify had has a residency coming up they're looking for some women producers and they there was one line in this thing where they're speaking of their mission where they mentioned that the way that people listen to music is changing so I don't think just because not just the on demand I mean that's huge it's really huge to <laughs> Oh my goodness, have your own jukebox from with everything in the world at your fingertips. Gracious, there's so much to choose from. I mean, promotion, it helps a lot. So not only that people have a wider choice of music, that the uh the way they receive the changing, but I think also on what um it's like this macrobiotics where you, you can go and you can source different medicines and plants and things from all over the place and it, there's it's good for you. But then there's something about these things that grow in your own environment that you're built of that same thing and then there's a connection. So it's a movement called uh, Support Local, Buy Local. You know, it goes for the same thing with the musicians. I think it's really important that relationship can really expand and how great is it when you know or you can be close to the musicians that you love? And I think we open up our heart nudges like we have a this, um, what do you call it? This unrequited love that it just won't be filled with this, this musician that's far, far away, this thing that we can't touch. We have our musicians right here that actually we can, um, have a synergy. They feed us, we feed them. And so the local music scene is popping in with protection of the music and treating it as a commodity so the artists have the, uh, can be sustained with their gift and their craft. That's a part of that partnership with that they give something back to their environment. So um, forward to this book. The real how I found about, like I said, I um, I have a I thought this, and I still do that, but I understand now times are changing. This thing that, to me that I think that every artist should know. This book tells me that now we're moving to the next phase, and so we content creators got to just move on forward and understand that we this content that we have that's a. It's like that copyright that comes with you writing it and you saying it and then, okay, you can go have someone else certify it and, you know, add it to their annals and give you a number and tell you, okay, we're going to keep track and make sure, you know, you wrote this. We're going to stand behind you on that. You wrote it the first time. The same thing goes forward with the rights that we have by merit of having them so and singing a song chatting you know we all probably have a uh i say probably people who sing or express themselves create original things and by 
um, the merit of that creation, there's all type of ways that that can be protected and sustained. What's so interesting about this, um, excuse me, what's so interesting about this book, this guide is from the same thing I talk about in my own rambling way in terms of the, you know, the song and the, the song recording and the writers and the publishing share and ASCAP registration and, um, you know, sound exchange for digital royalties. And this book, I posted it. And I, I like I said, I, the, this um, doc, die. Matter of fact, I'm going to look up while I'm speaking about him now because this, I'm amazed. I don't want to say his name wrong. I want to say Dobson, but I, I could be wrong. And if I know if I just die bogan, like if I just put D-A, it'll come out the, his website, die bogan music. It's spelled D-A-E-B-O-G-A-N, die bogan music. I was thrilled to see this guide written because instead of going back and forth and explaining why um, he so clearly and plainly outlines the way to protect the song and the song, uh, the sound recording itself. And one thing that I found very informative is the scope and the way that he organized the registrations for this commodity. It's very interesting to like, oh, well, we go with ASCAP and if it's played on radio, then the songwriter, you know, there's that. But who knew? Well, I've heard, I like, I skimmed the website. I was just so busy. I'm going to get back to that one registration, you know, so you have to, sometimes you have to join and da, da, da. he lays out every single registration. Like who knew that if you buy a car stereo, there's a license built in that you're going to be playing music that these, the makers pay to the music companies because this device, you know, what are you going to, the music that you're going to play with it, obviously going to be playing music and obviously stuff is protected as a commodity. It's a performance in this setting and performance has fees associated with it. So you know what I mean? That type of stuff in the same for tapes and CDs, blank CDs has a licensing fee that they pay to print those up that is redistributed, you know? And so this type of stuff is nice in a theoretical sense, but I know that I got a, a good circle of people close to me that love, 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 love my music and they'll play it. And, you know, they like even a smaller that are like champions of it, which means they would love to hear more of that type of stuff. And I think that when you love and you do what you do, we our people encourage us. You do what you love, you do it well, you continue to do what you flourish. And independent music now is not um, dismissed because there's not a celebrity factor involved or, uh, um, you know, sometimes everybody can't be clay where you just get molded 
and play along and you know you'll you'll get your turn sometimes you have to give yourself your turn and your music actually gives you that right to well the music doesn't give you the right but it has inherent rights that can be protected and registered and tapped into revenue streams so this is six of seven i'm gonna like sort of just close the steps down because I realized this, there's only a few steps that one person needs to, um, to really implement, you know, the, this industry, this topic is really, it should expand to more of a, a cultural entrepreneur type of vibe because these registrations, I'm so impressed with what's available now in the information age, a lot of it is implementation at this point. So what I wanna do next is just kind of go back and recap, summarize, um, and how do I know this? If I could recap some of my um, experience. I think it's real cool that I got an associate arts and legal studies because I like understanding the law. I like the language of it. Um, I needed to, I'm like that. I was, I'm this creative person. I'm like, okay, let me flex the right brain. So I think it doesn't necessarily qualify me, but it helps me understand um, contractual terms and things like that. I took a drafting class. Aside from that, I'm a musician. Um, I went to, I graduated from the Musicians Institute of Hollywood. I took the recording artist program over there. And uh, that was real cool. That was nice. Um, I, um, did, we did software recording and did mixing and hardware and um, a lot of stuff to deal with songwriting and some business things. That was a cool, it was the recording artist. So, you know, there's, um, when you do it in the studio, one thing they didn't really go into is that the, in that project, it was in, in that uh, process, it was all creative um, more so. When I say business stuff, it was like structure. I started BD Beats Music when I was a student at MI back in blah, 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 2005, y'all. Yeah, that's when I um, I began BD Beats Music as a production company. I just, it was one of those things that I learned to separate church and state. I am myself. How do I um, support what I'm doing? And it's me. I remember one time, this was kind of cool. I was doing a show for this dispensary and I wrote out the contract, but my computer, I typed it out. My computer was out of ink. And so I like, it only printed in green. It was a trip, right? <laughs> my computer only printed in green ink. And for this hip dispensary party, that was really nice. Hollywood Hills Mansion thing, they called it. And when I go to present the contract that I've written, because, and I had learned this along the way from being, talking to the promoter after the show. And it's like, all right, I'm ready to get paid. 
And they're like, oops, there's no money, you know? So at this side, give a little contract out and it's like upon a receipt, upon signature. Now it's great when you can write it down and not have to speak. Someone can read those words and then it's like, well, this finalizes our agreement, but it, this, this action is required. But it's really cool that um, the girl and there's a um, that was promoting the show. She looked at, she's reading the contract. She goes, oh, Beat Beats Music, that's who you're with. And I thought, oh, that's the sweetest thing. Yes, that's who I'm with. That's who I'm with. And um, so putting my business out there, that was just like one um, occurrence where you can see something like, okay, how just taking it from one step, one square to the next square, it's a song. It's this expression, but it's going to need to have this sheltering. So I'm looking at like, instead of protecting rights, that sounds like it's some hostility or something going on. I think sheltering rights is a good way of looking at it. We're creating a shelter um, for our music rights so that they can benefit, um, they can allow us to continue to do it, they can make it available. And another thing, metadata is next. So like I said, I got to a point where I'm like, this is, I'm learning as much as I can. I'm like, okay, I have a really great grasp of this thing that I've been building on, for, that I've been building on for years and years, right? This is my second record label. This second, um, the first record label did great things. And, um, and I learned a lot and it was in partnership with the Bostonian, you know, they they know how to actually cold in cold, cold weather where I'm from the warm, like a tropical environment on the West Coast. So you're talking about like two um, entities from different parts of the world coming together to create a thing and it live, right? I um, joined the RAA and submitted my music for um, consideration for different awards like the Grammys and stuff like that. Would you you be surprised when you have these credits and you announce them and you go forward? It's like, well, this is who I am. This I'm gonna register this because I, I might have these qualifications because it's all in order. You know, so they say, oh well you need this many credits to do this or that. And so when we the metadata in our music attaches itself to that. And um, step by step you go from as an independent writing a song and making music. And I think um, to creating a shelter for those rights so that that asset can flow in commerce. And those steps now are recognized, not just theoretical, but so there's recognition that this, this owner of this asset has a commodity that's viable and it's a place in the market for it. And so there's no barrier beyond that really, except the lack of knowledge, which has been just so painful for many artists who've put their hope in the hands of um, so administrators and things like that who may be um, what you call that um, there may be a 
an equitable distribution of the income that's off of those rights. You know, y'all heard what happened to R. Kelly. Poor, poor soul, wretched soul, you know. Um, no money. All like so but such an extensive body of music and not to have a, a mistake in that. You know, some people say, well, serve you right. Who knows? Uh, it's just a good example of how um, forgoing those rights that you own upon with creation can really be devastating. And not only that, it can just, it's reassuring as an independent artist to build your library and catalog. Um, sometimes a great song can be covered by another artist. So um, what I will do is leave a, I'm gonna post, Let's see, I'm on like Twitter with um, and Facebook with BD Beats Music and I've already pasted Die Botson, wait, did I say his name right? I wanna say it right, Die Bogan. I'm so impressed, it's a reason why I'm forgetting his name, he's so handsome. <laughs> well, I just forget his name, but he's like everything, this guy's amazing. I mean, there's a picture on his website, brown skin, flashing bright smile and this knowledge i can't believe i have books on my shelf that cost like 40 50 bucks but this free ebook is astoundingly uh it's like a step-by-step -step process to take your music and just move it on into the realm of commerce and yeah i mean Everyone's going CD baby now. You can, you know, buy these, buy your UPC code over here, and, you know, rent uh, IRSRC over there and stuff. But then again, you know, you might just be want to own that on your own, which you can do. And there's just low um, barriers at this point because all of these, um, the radio and the record label, the, the product that they're dealing in is music. So the creators have that on their side. I mean, it would really be crazy if, you know, without that um, there were limitations. It's the structure of our organization and then the methodology of our registration and administration of these rights. Now what's next I've learned, and I might've grazed this area about two or three times is now that the commodities sheltered and protected, and then it becomes time to um, find ways to move this further into the market. And there are so many, music and money, there's so many different ways that music um, is received by people. And it's, it's so strictly licensed and, um, protected that it's great for it's a really good commodity All right so diabogan music diabogan oh there's something else there's a company that they're oh now that is another thing that's interesting it's brand new i found out like i said i was pitching my class to um berkeley omi the open music initiative and so i end up um they they didn't they didn't buy the package at this time. They didn't sponsor that, but they did um, go forward with just my membership in OMI. 
And that was kind of cool. And um, for my company, for Beauty Beats Music, because I have um, considerable music assets and I want to learn more about um, just taking it from being the one who had, like thinking that someone else is more has more capable hands to learning as much as I can to um, in a commitment to this music I believe in. What was I gonna say about, oh, um, there's a, a registration company, it's beginning now. And I say, wow, times are changing. You're on the cusp of change in this music business. I wanna wind it down after this, but I, I just wanna share the name of um, this company. I put my name on the waiting list. I mean, I have done many of my own registrations, but quite honestly, there's some I just don't even know about. And it's like, there, with this ebook, he lists just pretty much every standard registration. I mean, you can go out and get your own little deals with the video game makers and la la la. But the people that, um, like for all the radio and um, for satellite and the different uh, online, you know, major registries that monitor the play that you know each one is accounted for um the list looks pretty exhaustive like he just it's all there so that's you know i'm delving into that my my mind spun they um i got access to like a uh and so lately for some reason when i pursue this music everyone's over a slack so the open music has like the slack group and there's like there's a deep well and i realized now this is only the beginning of a new era where the independent artist is, um, and it's not just the artist doing it for themselves. You're gonna spread yourself so thin, so quick. I mean, that's that's what's happening. But um, this is a thing that independent labels can apply the same way as an independent artist and working in conjunction. It's just like a methodology of, getting the asset and making sure it's all um, sheltered and then, you know, getting play out of that asset where it will. So that's just, it's beautiful. I, I'm thrilled. I think it just grows and grows. It's so much to learn. Um, the dream is to have a great song that it, that people remember, that people feel, you know, and so on this path, it's it is a business you know and then the other thing is that's a dream to have a great song that people love and feel i got one or two actually you know what i mean it's like liberation they see me they yell that i got a few people that do that they felt the vigor at one of those uh, african liberation day performances somewhere in a rancho Cienega over in la um right next door to dorsey high school <clears throat> yeah i think one of those shows i think years later this is like oh liberation the thing is also feeling it, being able to live doing with, with um, what you love. And being an artist, it can be very painful <laughs> to choose to give something that's not already been given or to get under someone else's dream and do the legwork for them and get a little wage that's promised. You know, it takes a lot to love or believe or have faith or dream in your yourself in your own dream and stuff like that so that um that's kind of cool too to have these tools and resources that are saying 
this is possible. This is the process. And then you kind of can take a step back and think more about doing good work on the art when the business there is, is it becomes a little more simplified. And that's another thing. All this is now simplified. <laughs> that's what I thought. I was simplifying it and I didn't actually know how it kind of rambled and go on and on. And so that a free ebook that Di Bogan has on his website is um, there's a business that, oh, what is the name of his, this, uh, what is the name of this? Um, it's a registry. It may be music registry. It may be just music registry. I think that's the name of it. It's very simple. And the independent right now can do it. I'm just astounded and so thankful. I'm like, because song is everywhere. everywhere. Music is everywhere. Everywhere you look, everywhere you turn. If you love it and you do it, I mean, it's in your heart. You can connect with people with that. It's like, so these things um, are really encouraging that it's not about, you know, a select few being chosen by a few controllers and, and it's been changing for some time now, but it's great to um, just, just see these changes. So I implore everyone to check out Di Bogan and I'm going to, I would have to nearly pause to scan. I have many different things going on on my computer and um, I'm hard pressed to find that the page of, I feel as if I want to cheerlead for the Bridget because he's putting out a lot of information out there. I, well, he's a teacher actually. He's a teacher at UCLA in the music department. Did I say that? And so um, he speaks, he's a speaker and, and South by Southwest, I noticed that there's a panel and voting is going to be over, but his panel is like, you can vote it up or vote it down. Those people who like South by Southwest and the talk is called the future of metadata. The ISRC code is metadata. That's the identifier. I was, you know, we can call it a serial number if you will, but there's other metadata connected to a song that um, just like a big old matrix of these different elements that come together to make music. You know, those different people that are different parts. You know, sometimes like a drummer, people would hear old reggae music, people like you, it would almost be anecdotal to know like who was the studio drummer at that time who played on that track. And it'd be like one rare day, maybe someone else was subbing in, but was it written, you know, and metadata is like that. And then it connects these different elements and there's a lot to learn. There's more. So now I realize that this, that I wanted to go so deep into is actually the surface and um, it, it can be simplified. And this is a, a great commodity. It's going there needs to be a, a social shift between the listener and um, the, the musician. Maybe there'll be a better word than listener. I don't want to use fan, but you know, that, um, this exchange, that connectivity and between those principles, 
I think will change and enhance the experience for both. And not to the advantage of the record companies though, they kind of want us on one thing, overwork these artists so they can't really spend time. You know, to me, one of the greatest things to spend, you know, after a show to hear that someone felt something good and felt it. No one's hustling me out the door, <laughs> the back door. Okay. Um, I hope that you got something out of this with the this process. Um, if anything, Di Bogan wrote the book. You really got to get this free ebook. It's everything. It's everything that I'm talking about and more coming from a guy who teaches music at UCLA and is teaching a talk or, you know, voted up the future metadata South by Southwest, like an expert who laid it all out. So when I, this thing came into my consciousness just a couple of weeks, just like recently, like the other day, it came into my consciousness and I sort of like, everybody I know that is interested in this, I'm like, okay, here's a link, download this. And I'm astounded it's all right there. And now it's like, next because there it is. It's kind of, it's like a confirmation also just like fine tuning. Don't forget those corners. And I want to thank this. Um, sometimes I've been in studios with like these old guys who like, I don't know if they get sleepy or like they really just don't know their stuff. Right? And they talk circles around you and they're like, they're the expert. And it's like, you just evaded every question and took me so far left that you believe there's no way I'm going to get back to the truth that you're hiding, <laughs> you know? And so I think the music industry is like that too. Sometimes when you're just held apart from the knowledge and it's not necessarily that it's expertise that's required to make that thing function. And it could be that something less than expertise sometimes is prohibiting it from effectively functioning. I mean, blocking. So um, speaking as freely and plainly as, as I can on that, I'm just bigging up our changing world of the DIY movement where we're becoming more responsible in what we put out and what we take in. And we can choose to do that with music too. And look at it like a macrobiotics. We want something better. <clears throat> All right. I am Aimea Sweet, Aborigine. This has been a dialogue discussion. It's just me today. I didn't have a caller. Um, my best friend is in school. So um, I'm in school too, but um, that's another thing. I always have a little extra time. All right. Um, have a wonderful evening. Thank you. If you check this out, um, I want to put up a couple links. So it'll be just anchoring or right next to where this call is linked. Appreciate you for taking the time hearing this stuff. Get that ebook. Shelter your music. Um, love your neighbor and your local musician. All right, I think I've said enough. This has been a dialogue discussion. <laughs>